This is Making Babies, a podcast all about pregnancy. Pregnancy can be such a confusing and anxious time when parents are completely focused on the health of the mother and baby. There are so many questions and so much to learn about all the recommendations and current trends in pregnancy and childbirth. We hope this podcast can offer some answers in a scientific and medically accurate way and along the way provide some really interesting conversations. I'm Blythe Bernhard, medical reporter at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and I'm in my second pregnancy. So I share your curiosity and excitement about this incredible journey that is making babies. Joining us on the phone today is Dr. Raul Artal, professor and chairman emeritus of gynecology and obstetrics at St. Louis University. He's also the former director of the Pregnancy Bariatric Clinic at St. Mary's Hospital. Dr. Artal is a leading expert in pregnancy and obesity, our topic today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the kind invitation. It's really a pleasure and honor to be with you. So the the country's obesity epidemic has not passed up women of childbearing age. More than half of American women, as you know, are overweight or obese when they get pregnant. What are the risks of, of being overweight or obese during pregnancy? The uh, uh, risks associated with uh, obesity in pregnancy are multiple, uh, from uh, developing gestational diabetes to preeclampsia in pregnancy uh, to uh, large babies, which uh, will uh, become obese later on in life. to um, a higher rate of cesarean sections and uh, multiple other uh, uh, morbidities. And right now, the commonly accepted guidelines say that obese women should gain 11 to 20 pounds during pregnancy. That's compared to the 25 to 35 pounds that's recommended for a woman of, of a normal weight. But um, you've said you think even 11 to 20 pounds is, is too much for an obese woman to gain. Why is that? Well, we, we have to remember that without exception, all pregnant women, regardless of their pre-pregnancy weight, gain weight in pregnancy. Even underweight women gain weight in pregnancy. And uh, for generations, women were advised during their pregnancies to indulge and to live a very sedentary life. Uh, This has led to an obesity epidemic worldwide. Uh, Pregnancy is considered one of the main reasons for the, or a, a very important contributor factor to the obesity epidemic around the world. And um, the guidelines, as uh, they have been recommended by the Institute of Medicine uh, Committee on uh, Gestational Weight Gain, are excessive and out of uh, uh, pace with the general uh, trend that exists around the world uh, to uh, combat the obesity epidemic. It took us over 30 years to convince the world that it's okay to exercise in pregnancy. 
uh, as a matter of fact, I'm now sitting on a medical commission of the Olympic Committee where we are drafting guidelines for elite pregnant uh, women uh, while they get uh, pregnant. And, uh, and um, I believe that we also have to remember not only that exercise can be performed by all pregnant women, but it's particularly indicated that overweight and obese pregnant women should engage in physical activities in pregnancy to uh, preclude the development of gestational diabetes. One more important fact, currently obesity is the fourth leading cause for premature mortality. So some people have this idea that not gaining much weight or, or even lo losing weight um, during pregnancy must be dangerous, even for obese women. So how have you worked to change that impression, and what did your research on 120,000 Missouri women show? Well, uh, first of all, we have shown uh, that uh, pregnant women that engage in physical activities during their pregnancies and uh, also follow a judicious diet uh, will uh, preclude the development of certain complications, such as gestational diabetes, uh, uh, such as uh, preeclampsia, and large babies. Uh, so uh, uh, that's very important to, to remember. Now, the recommendations of the Institute of Medicine for gestational weight gain are uh, based on uh, very old and outdated studies. And the primary uh, concern that the Institute of Medicine uh, committee had, and after all, that was a committee of, uh, of uh, five or six experts, uh, the uh, concern was that uh, even um, among women that are overweight or obese, a, uh, a judicious diet, a reduced uh, calories diet, may lead to the um, uh, birth of uh, children that are underweight. In other words, they will uh, have what's called intrauterine growth retardation and associated um, complications. The reality is that this is a myth, and many of my colleagues around the, around the world uh, feel that the guidelines for gestational weight gain for overweight and obese women are uh, not realistic. And uh, we, we hope that organizations such as ACOG will take upon themselves and other uh, professional organizations to modify these guidelines. Now, one thing that is uh, never mentioned uh, in relation to the uh, guidelines of the Institute of Medicine is the fact that if indeed the concern is uh, small for gestational age babies or small babies, uh, we have to, today the tools to diagnose this early and intervene as necessary. 
every single uh, pregnant woman undergoes multiple ultrasound exams during the pregnancy where the uh, fetal size is being estimated and quite accurately. So, um, so we have the tools to diagnose early, uh, early growth retardation. So um, uh, hopefully the guidelines will be changed. Yeah, and I, you, you've said uh, you can't shrink a big baby, so uh, better to intervene when the baby's too small than too big, right? Exactly. Uh, so and another thing that is never mentioned, uh, in, in countries that have undergone famine during World War II, uh, such as uh, the famous famine in St. Petersburg, uh, Leningrad, and the Dutch famine, uh, for the same mothers that uh, delivered babies during uh, her famine with calories of 300 to 500 calories a day uh, to post-war when they had a normal diet, the difference in weight uh, between, uh, for the same mothers or the offspring of the same mother was not more than less than half a pound. And you have a very personal experience that proves that as well. Can you can you talk to the, to us a little bit about your own mother's experience during her pregnancy? Yeah, well, uh, it's something that I did not talk about until recently, but I think I probably have an obligation to talk about this as well. Um, I was born in a German concentration camp, and my mother went hungry for most of her pregnancy with me and probably had a... Uh, an uh, intake of less than 300 of, of, uh, calories a day. And uh, my weight was quite normal. It was close to seven pounds. So, uh, and um, I maintained a height of six feet most of my life. It's such an incredible story. How did, how did your own mother's pregnancy under those incredibly stressful situations inspire you to research and, and treat women in high-risk pregnancies? Well, uh, certainly uh, uh, the suffering of women under this type of uh, challenging conditions, just like my mother went through, was an inspiration for me to go into medicine and uh, to specialize on high-risk obstetrics, and uh, I, um, it was a very rewarding career for me, uh, taking care of uh, uh, numerous mothers uh, that had complications of pregnancy, and uh, there is not, nothing more rewarding than uh, protecting life, and uh, uh, I uh, actually must say that Although I am retired now for almost two years, I still miss uh, uh, m miss practicing medicine. Well, you were you were one of the first doctors to to say that pregnant women are not delicate, fragile creatures who need to lay on the couch for nine months, and that they benefit from from exercise during pregnancy. How have you seen those 
those views about exercise change over the course of your career? Well, the reality is that as a society, we live in a very sedentary society. And uh, only less than probably 20% of uh, all pregnant women that engage in regular physical activities during their pregnancies. The uh, other reality is that uh, medical schools and their curricula for uh, medical students talk very little about and um, teach very little about um, uh, exercise uh, physiology and nutrition, which are a very important component of uh, uh, prescribing a healthy lifestyle. So while we might like the, the idea that pregnancy is is a pass to eat for two, we know that that's, that that is not really accurate. Can you tell us what your recommendations are for calorie intake and exercise for, for a pregnant woman? Well, uh, we believe that uh, for uh, pregnant women that are overweight or obese, uh, the uh, most important thing is to uh, monitor uh, weight gain and uh, and titrate the diet in accordance with that. Uh, I believe also that every single uh, overweight, obese, pregnant woman uh, should have uh, some formal uh, nutritional nutrition counseling, uh, and uh, I think this is occurring more and more. I, I know that um, at uh, St. Mary's Hospital or St. Louis University has its uh, obstetrical services, has outstanding uh, dietary uh, uh, consultative services uh, that focus uh, actually on, on this very topic uh, of um, obesity. Uh, I, I think that uh, limiting a... Uh, obese pregnant women to uh, diet somewhere between 1,800 calories to 2,000 calories a, a day, it's um, a judicious intervention. And to engage in physical activities that expand at least 300 calories a day is uh, also necessary uh, to prevent the development of uh, uh, complications such as uh, uh, gestational diabetes and preeclampsia, hypertension of pregnancy. So you've you've also helped change the viewpoints on on bed rest and when when that is necessary. What can you tell us about those changes? Well, uh, currently, in the guidelines for physical activity for pregnant women that. Uh, the American College for Obstetrician and Gynecologists uh, issued, and I have been uh, the lead author, we specifically uh, indicate that uh, bed rest is rarely, if ever, indicated in, in pregnancy. Uh, and uh, as a matter of fact, uh, even for um, patients that uh, uh, have a cesarean delivery, uh, after the cesarean delivery, we uh, strongly recommend that ambulation and engaging uh, gradually in physical activity is very important. Uh, 
physical activity uh, is not uh, just for entertainment. It's, uh, it's a healthy activity, and everybody should engage in that. And um, I, I wish to, to mention here that uh, it's important to know that it's not only uh, patients that should engage in physic and normal physical activity in the population at large, but it's very important for physicians themselves uh, to be an example to, for their patients and engage in uh, physical activities. And uh, I must tell you, I myself still in the uh, exercise uh, club every morning between 6 and 7 a.m. Well, good for you. And thank you again for, for joining us today. We've been talking to Dr. Raul Artal, uh, Professor and Chairman Emeritus at St. Louis University. Um, very interesting conversation, and, and thank you so much. You can find this and other episodes of Inside the Post-Dispatch at stltoday.com slash podcasts or by searching Post-Dispatch in the iTunes Store or, or Google Play Music. And while you're there, be sure to check out the best podcast in baseball with Derek Gould and Benjamin Hockman. 